Hey, hey, hey. It's John, not Fat Albert. <laughs> Welcome to Us Radio. Hello, everybody. It's October the 17th, 2017. Yes. After a brief hiatus, we're back again with another episode of Us Radio. I just say more living, you know. Episode number, what did you say this is? Five. Off the top of my head. <laughs> I don't know. Episode five. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Locked and loaded. <laughs> So what are we going to talk about today, John? Um, I, you know, on the way over here, I, I thought about morality and what I might say. But what I think got no morals. But I figured if we could just—I figured we would just talk, and then it would come. You know, mm-hmm. as far as morality goes. I mean, because but that's like the exact opposite of what morals are. Sticking morals, to the code. Yeah, have nothing to do with what you say. And they have everything to do with how you act. I think they're the only thing I really want to talk about more than anything is the natural morals. What is a natural moral? How would you define that? I'd say like So this is just a your definition that you pulled from thin air. You didn't learn this from anywhere. No. It didn't, it no. Do you feel like moral, do you feel like big. you've been taught about morality? Definitely. From where? Well, I think that's uh, we have that shaped in the topic later. First, I'd like to hear your definition of natural morality. Okay, natural morality, I'd say, is like the the natural feeling to do good, I'd say, and things that are in line with that. Because there is, in a sense, a good and bad to our actions as far as what we feel inclined to do with our life, I'd say. If whatever you want to do with your life, you know what would be good and bad to accomplish your goals, mm-hmm. is what I mean by natural morality. So, once you're in line with, in my mind, who you're naturally supposed to be, then you will do more of the things that are morally good to accomplish your goal, like I said. So, you're talking, that's not morality, that's self interested morality. So you would define natural morality as self-interested yeah, morality? Yeah, for sure. Because I don't think that there is like a... An altruistic morality? No. And not no. like not like born with. You know, I don't think we're born you with it. You think humans don't inherently have benevolence in them? We're animals. And animals can't be altruistic? Think about... I mean, you eat... They killed... Animals kill to eat. You know? Yeah. Kill to survive. You know, we've gone past that, but we're still animals in the sense that... Killing doesn't have an effect on you our mean being. That we're defined by our primal urges. I wouldn't say we're defined by it, but they're still there for sure. That's what you said. Yeah, you I'm, said they're still animals. there. No, you said as, as in your definition, you said we're animals. We're animals. Yeah, as I'm not saying that we're justifier. So if they, if us being animals and yeah. us having animal, animal instincts is the justifier, yeah, then I'd say that. I wouldn't say that that's what drives us as being animals because we're hu- we're you also agree? we're also human, you know. Because so but we've the we've, sociological requirements are not what drives your everyday life. You're driven every day. To well, eat. yeah, You're driven, driven every day to drink water. But I'm driven to do more. Th- like I said, like I'm talking about high. Like my, I talk first, to people about high vibration. Yeah, first that's first run. That's, you wake up in the morning yeah. and you need to get. Food. I mean, we've talked about like chakras before. There's you know that's. That's the primal instinct. The base level chakra is the primal instinct. You know, the root it's, chakra. yeah, the root chakra. That's the base. You're talking about food survival. You know, once you get past that, once you can. But if it's your foundation, you're never really past it. Yeah, right. So if that's I, all you survive on. But I'm saying that 
those primal instincts are not what drives our morality is what I'm saying you think? I don't think so interesting I think that it's learned for sure like the only kind of morality that I've heard is like the Ten Commandments you know that was the biggest form of morality that growing up moral as a youth yeah moral guidelines yeah right mm. that's why I mean do you think there's natural morals like do you feel like there's natural yes. or has it been yes learned, you don't think it's learned through the bible and things like that I think that it can be without a doubt but it, I do believe that there are natural morals that you I wouldn't say are born with but that inherently are inside of you separate from any other outside force eliciting that response from you. And then the, but, your environment just has an effect on that, you think? Um, I think it can if you let it. Right. I think yeah. it also cannot if you don't. Yeah. I think it's relative. Yeah. But like you were asking me, where did you learn your morality? Well, I'm not a very moral individual. Right? <laughs> I couldn't say I haven't learned it from anywhere. Anybody that did, I might be insulting them and saying so. Yeah. But you know, like we were talking about, that you learn morality like you learn most things from the institutions and from the things around you, from the things that you interact with, especially as kids, I think, you know, kids are, are um, you know, we've heard as, as far back as like Greek philosophy talking about the concept of a blank slate and how and that's the, the, to them that was the purity of a child. The child comes into the world and doesn't know anything. Right. And then that's also a really daunting task if the kid doesn't know anything. Yeah. And you can tell him two plus two equals five his whole life. Yeah. And he's going to think two plus two it. equals yeah. five his whole life. You know, so yeah. he's never going to think anything different. But, you know, you remember we were listing off some of the institutions that we think are common moral sources. Yeah. Um, at least as, as I, I don't think there's, we don't have any business trying to identify them anywhere outside of our own lives. But, like, the, your biggest one um, is, is your parents. Yeah. You know, and, and really, I think when you when you think about morality, that there's two separate forms of morality, and not in reality, just I guess in the way that you might try to define them, and that's that you have morality that's like intricate and uh, specific to you in the way that you interact on a consistent basis, and then you have a morality that's more of a um, that's on a larger social scale. It's on a it's on a scale of like so if. Ten people have a certain personal morality. It reflects in a larger group, essentially, and that. But then, as an individual, that your your influences of morality uh, are, are your parents. You know, they're they're it, it's um, it's what you read, it's what you learn, it's it's who you spend your time with. Um, and when and I think the biggest one is when you see uh, and encounter challenges and how you choose to um, deal with those challenges, how you choose to kind of. Find, not really find a solution because I don't really think there's ever a matter of finding a solution just that like whatever you learn through it you move through it but then like some of those larger institutions like we were talking about were things like a church an interesting one uh, that you brought up was that uh, was your job and I never really thought about it that your job could have any sort of effect on your more on your morality or where your moral compass points really. it really kind of can I, I mean at the base of everything you've just listed is your environment. You know, whatever you surround yourself with is how your morality is going to be based at the end of the day. Your parents, if you go to church, who you hang out with, where you work at, you know, just where you spend your time at is basically how your morality will be built. So when thinking about your self-morality, I think that would be the first place to start. And if you even question your morality at all. Is what with your environment? Yeah. Where like, start? where have your morals been built? Like, oh, so you're like, okay, 
I feel like this is how I should treat people. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you say, I don't care about treating people any kind of way. Like, okay, where did that come from? You know, like, I mean, I'm just thinking about, when I think of morality, the first thing I think about is people that are down to kill other people with no... You think of a lack of morality. Yeah. Morality. Yeah. Isn't it interesting when you I say don't a think concept, the first thing you think of is a lack of morality. Yeah. It's... it's, con- it's it's contradictory thought. And the, the the extreme, too. Like like I said, killing somebody. It's not like stealing a dollar. <laughs> I thought about killing somebody the first thing. Like, mm-hmm. The extreme opposite end of... I mean... You want to keep this session recorded for your court hearing? <laughs> I ain't killed nobody. <laughs> no, I never killed nobody. Just like OJ. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's... I mean, he's in jail right now. No, he's not. He got out? He finally got out, yeah. Okay. He looked uh, old. I saw him actually. October the first. Got up. Good for him. I wonder if he's. Uh, inst- I wonder if he's uh, inst- institutionalized. Uh, the juice is loose. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need to know. The juice is loose. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> the juice is loose. Uh, uh, OJ. OJ was a great running back. Yeah. He was like a really, really great running back. He's a good example of a person who, by all measure, when you looked at him through a lens, was a great guy. Yeah. But he didn't have very good morals. Right. Didn't have a very good moral compass that steered him. You think there's... way, shape, or form. And that's a really big moral, I think, especially as men in general. Like, say, if you and I are communicating, it's not strange for me to punch in the shoulder. It wouldn't even really be that strange for me to punch in the gut. Like, I really wanted to hurt you. It really wouldn't be. I mean, how we spent all the middle school hitting each other in the balls. Yeah. Like, that's that's what kids do. I don't know if y'all did that. That's what white kids do. Yeah, like, okay, that's no. what white kids do. We hit it each other in the nuts all the time. And shit. Yeah, we wasn't nuts. <laughs> but, uh, but that we, I guess, uh, that as men, we're very physical in our expression. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, like, I always think, when I was a kid, my, my father used to, he would always punch me in the chest. Yeah. My dad was a big dude. Yeah. My dad would punch you in the chest like he was trying to break your sternum. Yeah. All the time, my mother hated it. Yeah. She was like, why, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that to the kid? Stop doing that to the kid. Because yeah. to her, she's like, oh, it's childhood. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, probably, but yeah. it was abundantly clear. And like all the time, I'd be like, nah, he never defended himself because he understood what he was doing. Yeah, tough and, I was like, and I was like, nah, mom is cool. Like, nah, mom is cool. Yeah. Because in a relationship that is, that is devoid of affection, yeah. that was all the affection you really got. Yeah. You ever suck him back? You're Hell no. <laughs> suck my father back. You, you know, know what happens? Do you know what happens if he swings on you and you swing back? Oh, yeah. It's you a get fight. Fucked <laughs> <up>. <laughs> you get fucked up. You don't do that. But no, he would always punch you in the chest. He'd punch you in the chest when you say something smarter. Just punch you in the chest like just say hello or whatever. Yeah. And that was... It wasn't directed in a way that was angry, yeah. right? And I mean, extrapolate that. My father was a football player. He was a right. linebacker, so he used to hit a lot of people. I mean, he wasn't I just, a wide receiver. I just told you, Simpson was a running back. I just told you the other day about our football coach from high school that punched all three of us in the chest. Yeah. yeah so. That's like how they express themselves. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it makes... It, it's an interesting paradox. Because um, He's they, like, how does he reconcile his morality? Because everywhere in his life, he's told to go out and run into things as hard as he can. Yeah, they wouldn't hit you. he can't go out and run into his wife I mean, as hard he as wouldn't he hit can. you if he didn't he's care, though. If he didn't care about you, he wouldn't even think about hitting he, you. He would, not me. I'm talking about OJ now. Oh, okay. I'm talking about OJ. Well, I'm, that's, I mean, that's in just general. an example yeah. of the fact that as men, we express a lot of our emotions through physicality. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, So as a man, if, if, if there's no physicality, you know, then odds are, you know, it's just they don't really... 
like true. So in OJ's mind, then he was being, <laughs> he was being he had he good loved, morals yeah. in hitting his wife. That's what you're yeah. saying to him. He I was mean, like, yeah. I'm, I, he thought he had. There good are morals. there are numerous males in this world that think that they have good morals to beat their wives. So <laughs> I mean, so yes, to, to answer your question, I'm sure he did. It's really sad to be part even, of a shitty gender. People don't. I don't even think people question their morals like throughout the day. Well, for what reason would you have to question your morals when you go wake up, go to work, come home? Yeah, but even then, like, who even thinks about being better? I mean, in my mind, I don't think people are like focused on that because from what I've seen and what I've yeah, I guess interacting with people, you wouldn't know how much they want to get better. Well, you can't quantify to me your morals. Yeah, I agree with that. There's no. We're, I was going to say that. Results oriented. I was going to say, do you think that there's a way to like no. notice if somebody has good or bad morals off it? I think the only way, the uh, and more so, I wouldn't talk about like like noticing it. I think more about like how would you like I I don't know what your morals are, and frankly, how does me being concerned with what your morals are right. benefit me? Yeah, at it all. doesn't benefit yeah. me at all. All I can do is try to is try to act in a way that I think is morally correct, right? And so I think the only way that you could like elicit a response of like, oh, he's got good morals is by like being honest with people. Yeah. And if in being honest with you, they're like, hey, you have good morals. You're a good person. Just honest, yeah. Or if they're like, you're honest, and honestly, I don't like you. That's <laughs> yeah. okay too. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Because and you really shouldn't feel any any bad feeling about that because it's honest. At least it's honest. If you were like trying to be one thing and trying to be another thing yeah. and trying to keep people around for all the wrong reasons, then. It's not going to end very well for any of the parties involved. You know so I mean? maybe like, yeah, the root of morality is just being true. Being true to who? Yeah. To what? To what canon? Right. To what, to what law? You know, to what? I like that term canon. Canon. It refers to like, so say you've got like a, like you've got a, a TV show, right? Or like a good example is like, a, like Rick and Morty, right? Uh-huh. So, like, something stupid... Oh, what's a good example? I was watching this, like, interview with this writer on the shit about it. He was talking about how he's from Muskegee, uh, Wisconsin, or Illinois. I'm not sure which anymore. And how he was, like, they were writing an episode, and he's one of the writers. And he wrote into one of the characters, the mother, Beth, uh, that, like, she was... It was, like, a off... It was just a, a one-off line. It was, like, I'm just a little girl from Muskegee, Illinois, or whatever, right? And it ended up being in the show and once it's in the show and on the air then it's it's canon it's history it's oh, law right. of the fake universe essentially They're like that like so uh, that's where the term canon is applicable canon yeah. I think that's what they mean by the, the uh, so like, camera company I have no idea it's a good question or like a good example is like it's Star Wars canon that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father oh okay it's Star Wars history for lack of a better term. Yeah. But the better term is canon. Canon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. More words. <laughs> so, as far as morality goes in, in a group setting as a whole for the world, mm-hmm. I, I'd say... I don't know, man. I don't want to say that it's affected by, like, the self because it's more the environment well because I mean like we're saying like okay so if your parents are a certain type of way they feel a certain type of way about people mm. you're gonna grow up feeling similar to that no 
You don't think so? I no. I mean, unless unless your <laughs> environment has taught you otherwise. No, uh, that that's true. I, I don't I mean, because I've seen much. I've seen a video not too long ago of this white man. You know, he was being racist towards a black person. He's like, I've only seen five black people in my life. And this honky. Yeah. How have you been your whole life only seeing five? That's black what I'm people? saying. That's what I'm saying. So they that makes built absolutely no sense. That's what, so he lives in a town that's that only white people. Lying. I mean, that nigga's lying. I mean, if you if you, you live turned on the TV. You've watched football. But you've seen. You've I'm seen sure some, he, I mean, shit. You take the quarterback and three of the offensive linemen out. You you've seen some eighteen people. Oh, that's four. You've seen some eighteen people. Black people. But on still, the field. you still don't understand them outside of football. I mean, oh, you yeah, know football. You're not like hanging out with them. Oh, you're you gonna think? Say, I've only seen five beat black oh, people. In my yeah, life. I mean, I'm, he's talking about like face to like. I'm thinking face to face. But even then, didn't even talk to those five black people. It, saw. For sure, right? That's what I'm saying. So they have no environment to build around the relationship with a black person. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by. Does I it mean, justify ignorance, though? I mean, does it justify morality? I mean, it has to. Does that justify his ignorance? I can, <sighs> I cannot agree with that. Nobody... Look, I, I spent my whole life... Over the course of my life, without a doubt, there are times that reassert a, a truth that I that I had to understand and articulate and define interpersonally for me, not for anybody else. And that's that a person's a person. You know, yeah, my, I, right. that's why I love... That's why I love uh, Howard Hears a Who. If I didn't love All the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss, I would love Horton, not Howard, Horton Hears a Who. Horton, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but, uh, but Horton Hears a Who, the, per- the, the what I love about this story is mm-hmm. that they keep reiterating it the entire time. A person's a person, no matter how small. Yeah. A person's a person, no matter how small. Right. A person's a person, no matter how small. And that's just... That's just true. Yeah. That just because he's only met five black people in his life, just because he's seen one Asian guy in the supermarket once, yeah. just because he knows too many Mexicans are coming across my border, that doesn't mean that he couldn't or shouldn't have the capacity as a as a living being to appreciate the fact that all other life deserves the same appreciation that he feels he's afforded. That to me, more morally. I, I, comp- I don't, I'm not going to stand on a high horse and say your morals are wrong. I mean, I think even no that's question, learned, though. Even that's no question learned. That if learned or not, it's still there. It's yeah, it's still there, true. but it you, go if you have no reason to to grow, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. your understanding of life outside of your own, then I mean, at what point do you? Uh, Every human being knows that life matters. Just because you can't get out of your own way enough to to admit that all life matters, and I'm not talking black, blue, purple, green, oh, yeah. fuck that. I'm talking about ants. Yeah. Like, I'm talking right. about birds. Yeah. I'm talking about squids. Yeah. I'm talking about fish. I'm talking about extinct species and living ones and ones that have yet to evolve. I'm talking about life matters. I'm talking about trees. Yeah. I'm talking about rocks. I'm not talking about one thing or another thing because we are all made of the same stuff. And that's what I mean, that that is just a, that's just the truth. I'm just at that's the point not, where I don't know how much we I can expect from people. Oh, you should expect nothing from people. I mean, as far as not even like, oh, I want to expect you to do something for me or anything like, or, or, like. You should expect the very best of people all the time. That they are willing and want to do the best they can possibly do at everything. But at the same time, you should never handcuff yourself to that concept because you will only be let down by yeah, people. I, think, I don't think you should expect And I don't anything. mean that like, as morbidly yeah. as it sounds. It sounds really pessimistic, but it's actually quite the opposite. I think you just have to like, like flow, you know, like, like water. You can't 
expect anything from anybody. If you have something that you want to do, okay, then you go about it. You know, then you just go okay, about Bruce it. <laughs> just go about your day. I'm not saying Bruce Lee was wrong. I'm not belittling what you're saying. Yeah, no. I'm saying okay, Bruce Lee. Yeah, I mean, be like water. Yeah, my like, kung fu is like water. I mean, and then because I honestly work on that, like driving, for instance, like. It's so easy to get upset when driving because I've learned from reading that it's fight or flight. It's fight or flight. You you automatically go into fight or flight mode. Somebody cuts you off, you're in fight or flight mode. So you can either run away from the situation or you can fight. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're instantly like, I'm, there's no actual confrontation, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna fight. I'm not gonna drive away. Instantly, instantly, because it's Why easier. Do you do that? I mean, I just people aren't aware of the fight or flight that's going on. No, no, people. Why do you do that? I, I've stopped. That's what I'm saying. Why is, that what you, why is that how you think through it, though? Because that's, I, my question. that's how every situation is. That's life threatening. You know, if somebody cuts you off, you're like, "Oh, I gotta hit the brakes." Because if not, you're gonna hit them, and then your life is in danger. So it's fight or flight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why. I mean, you have like be like water. Like I'm saying, like just flow. Drive around, you know. Well, but water still erodes things. You ever seen the Grand Canyon? Yeah, water yeah. did that. Right. That's why if everybody flows like water, then over time we'll erode all of the bullshit, the bad no, shit. No, you just flip that to a weird place. People, not everyone's gonna move like water. That's too even like the freeway. Like, that's okay, too imagine sweeping of a concept. I think that at some point there will be. A religion, spiritual following, or or something along the lines that brings people more in tune with themselves. And then once you get in tune with yourself, then you will start being in tune with the I world. I can tell more. you what that awakening is, but it's not what you believe it to be. That awakening is mass death. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I'm I'd not agree with that. I'm planning on it. Or I'd, I'd like agree that. with that as far as natural cause. It has to be a natural thing. I disagree. I don't think it's... It wouldn't be like somebody running around... Go watch Independence Day. That's... Na- I mean... That's, Go watch Independence that's Day. That's not natural? Aliens are another part of the world. No, a part of the universe. Tra- space travel and it's, lasers is not natural. They just use their technology better than we have at that point. It's not... It's still it's not, natural. It's nature. Not, it's We're not, talking about nature. Yeah. The universe isn't a part a of nature? Spaceship, nigga. You're talking about the universe. They're in a spaceship. You're telling me the stars know. aren't a part of our nature. That's you what are, you're telling you are me. You're focused on, on a complete... On, you're focused on, on, like, on, on the wrong part of what I'm saying. You're it, I'm talking about natural causes. That's not nature, bro. That is nature. That's, it's it's fucking metal. It's fucking metal. It's flying through space. It's just it's a species. Nature. It's another species that yes. has. So we're we're a part of nature. So are you telling me airplanes are part of nature? We've created are you that. Me airplane, straight up, answer the question: Are airplanes a part of nature? I mean, <laughs> thank you. I won the argument. You're wrong. That, That's not no, what I'm saying. No. Who's controlling the I machines? Though what, I understand what you're alluding to. What you're alluding to is the is that. If that occurs, then there's some sort of larger timeline of natural, I'm it's not universal things occurring. I don't think man will be able to, if it's mass death, I don't think man will be able to cause the mass death. Are you kidding me? We're destined to cause our own mass death. We're in order, In order for us to evolve, together? evolve as mentally. Well, yeah, because we would just vilify one another. I completely agree with that. Yeah. But even then, we thrive. Our country for the last 17 years has thrived on demonizing other groups of humans. Yeah. And Very we true. thrive on that. Yeah. Because, because if you can bottle up all that and use it, you can. What I'm saying... Is like you're like I think that there's you know that oh, that eventually like people will come together and understand that the that the individual is not as is not as important as the collective that people will be 
readily and massively humbled in their system of thought to say, I don't know everything. I I need to uh, I need to link up. I need to be with, just, I need to be with my people. It's made more aware it. more than that anything. I'm saying that would not occur unless you get like a Pacific Rim. Unless you get like a Well people to have me, to come together. To me that was, that's that was there to me the thing about dystopian movies in general, the thing about movies in general that are set in the future is you have an ability to say a lot about human culture without really saying it. And the really sad thing is how many of those bits get glossed over. You know, this new movie Blade Runner came out. I love Blade Runner, always have. Ridley Scott has always done a great job of taking what he sees in humanity and doesn't and thinks is bad, but that is destined to persist. And instead of him being angry about it, he just will put it out there. Yeah, blow and it up. And to me, there's something really beautiful about the concept. It's sad, yes, but it's beautiful that it, it's sad and pathetic for us as human society. And no one person can, can argue that this isn't true, that you have to destroy San Francisco and part of San Jose. To get the whole world to come together, you yeah. have to give them I mean, a, an insurmountable challenge for them to realize that humans have have the capacity to fight this, but only if they form up together. Yeah. So I agree with you that that couldn't be humans against humans because we've seen that humans fighting against humans yeah. doesn't make humans that gonna, much better. Right? Because ten years later it's going to be like, oh well, that happened. It's just part of history, you mm-hmm. know. And then it's just we keep moving forward but, as far as. But the, the thing that's fascinating about that is this irreparable cataclysmic shift in recognizing, hey, you're Muslim. I'm Jewish, he's Buddhist, he's Catholic, and he's a Baptist, but there is a giant alien that's going to step on all of us, so we gotta figure this shit out. Well, well, I mean, when I think and about sadly, that. That's the only real. Like, that brings us together. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about the last thing that happened in Vegas. You know, well, not the last thing. I'm pretty sure the last thing that happened in Vegas was probably reckless. But I'm talking about the shooting, the mass shooting that was happening in Vegas. <laughs> like, I'm not laughing at the shooting. I'm laughing at your dumbass. The, the mass shooting. shooting. Somebody's in Vegas having fun right, right now. now. This moment, that last, every moment that passes. Somebody's but, over there doing line off a stripper. I saw. Right I now. saw a lot of people that. A lot of people were like, "Hey, it's it's nice that everybody came together when the guy started shooting. You know, it's good to see people coming together to help each other." and it's the same thing like everybody's afraid for their life so let's all help each other live longer at the end of the day so I mean I guess it could be man made I mean but even then it's only going to last for a a moment you know and then it's going to pass and then we're back to square one do we still love each other at the end of the day but that's the thing is that it won't you won't you can't irreparably actually change something until it's irreparably changed or damage. As human yeah. beings, we're desperate to get back to homeostasis. I think you alluded to it right there, just in you saying, when some bad shit happens, people are like, we need to come together. Yeah. Because, like you were saying, we're animals. And as humans, we understand that me on my own out in the wild ain't gonna last as long as you and me together. Yeah. Just period. One of us got sleep, people gotta make wives. <laughs> yeah. We, we've understood that. That's why society exists. That's why it, that's why it does. It's you know, advanced as it understand. is. And I think... Um, that we naturally kind of make an omission to that in that what's good for the collective doesn't always have to be good for the individual, which is true and not true. I think there's a balance there. I think without a doubt, for you to have a successful collective, you have to be able and you have to have people that are willing to say like, um, you know, I don't need everything right this second or I don't need to, I don't need everything to be my way right this moment. There's a lot of I mean, variations of it. It's a constant ebb and flow. Yes, yeah. I mean of a human in a, in, a, in a contributing to a societal group and that societal group's success. Yeah, I think the fault is in that as human beings we have a tendency to heap societal expectation on one another. Right, and not on ourselves. To a point, to, well, to a point that takes away from our humanity. 
okay. to a point that it's like, well, society and, and an over and an overarching pressure recommends that you have to do X, Y, and Z, and you're like, I can only do X and Y, and they're like, you better find a way to do that fucking Z. Yeah. And it's like, at times, we forget that we're human beings, and that we're imperfect human beings, and that nobody, everybody doesn't always have a great day. Yeah. Everybody isn't always perfect, and that because of that, we kind of end up putting so much pressure on ourselves that we collapse long before we can ever really become... Uh, the diamond that all of that pressure technically could make, yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah, I think that in order to be like a successful collective, back to when you were saying that, we have to have a group of successful individuals first. Not as far as like wealth or anything like that, but just as far as living goes. If they, if we can all individually be successful within ourselves, then as a collective, we have no choice but to be because it's a group of uh, of successful people. You know, that can are living. You have one without the other. I think that if you focus on the collective, like a successful collective, then it will never come until the, you focus on the individuals. Mm. Because, but if you have if you have ten successful individuals and and a hundred people in an unhealthy collective, the hundred people in the unhealthy collective will devour the ten successful individuals. That's what I mean. Yeah. So we'd have to work on each one individually before. But if you work on an individual, you make it great, and then you. And then I mean, you eleven. Then you got eleven. Yeah. Oh, so you got twelve at a time. That's all you can do. Yeah, until until you're out, until you outnumber the the few. Never happen. I mean, at some point, we either gonna we're either going to what's the word I'm looking for when a species dies off? Go extinct. Yeah, we'll either go extinct or we'll start to love each other. That's what I believe because we're at a time where we have to be. We've talked about it before. You have to be acceptable of life in general because there's so much things that are in your face nowadays that haven't been before. You know, and I think that love is the thing that will mold it together And as far as... Because you got to love yourself. You know, that's my biggest message. If you love yourself, then in turn, you will begin to love others because you know that life is... Like we talk about, it's not... It's up and down. It's ebb and flow. We, we all know that, but we don't love it. We don't love it inside of ourselves enough to... Accepted inside of other people, you know, because nobody has control, really. You know, we 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 mimic control in order to get through the day, yeah, in order to get through the day and go to bed at night and feel like you did something today, you know. But it's not everybody, you know. Everybody's not always gonna float, like you just said. But in order for us to do it, we have to understand each other and be accepting of each other. John's so popular. Whatever. Those people. We'll be back.